The following has been paid for by the Rage You Nerds. Welcome to Rage You Nerds, I am Mr. Cack, and I am joined like we are on every Tuesday except for the last two Tuesdays where we did Wednesday and then last Wednesday we didn't even stream with Byrino! <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Healing. You know what doesn't have sexual healing? Episode 5 of the <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, let's see. Raving sure. Bob, thoughts on the amount of drama in Falcon Winter Soldier? I hear Marvel will submit this as a drama for the Emmys. Now, I believe Marvel's been uh, submitting out the wazoo WandaVision. Uh, they, they submitted WandaVision as a limited series, so that broke a lot of people's heart. So if you liked WandaVision and you were kind of hoping maybe they'll find a way to make this wacky thing turn into a season two... Uh, it's been submitted as a limited series, so <laughs> you're not getting a season two of One Division <laughs> because it's it's drama in in some ways it's drama in the same vein as what I liked about Captain America Winter Soldier. So there's there's the tension of of this mounting drama leading up to the action pieces. So I really like that, uh, but this this series itself has an added layer because you have the the, the racial tones, both undertones and very over-the-top tones of kind of uh, presenting you with, this is what we... WandaVision is kind of perfect as one season. I agree, yeah. but a lot of people they don't were... need to do another one. But a lot of people were really hyped up of, oh, I can't wait for WandaVision to come out next year. And it's kind of like, well, it's not. <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, <laughs> I feel like those are the same people that are just like casual Marvel fans. Like, they just... Oh, like I don't know, man. Shows. I feel like there are some nerdy nerds oh, that were like, man. can't wait for Mephisto, <laughs> Mephisto in season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After we spent the entire season speculating that Mephisto was going to show up. Yeah, so Mephisto, Mephisto was never part of the equation, even though we all felt he was all along. Oh, um, it, it seemed like the writing was on the wall, but Marvel once again olayed us like a bull in a red cape. But a toss over to you, Reno. What do you think about the drama in Falcon and Winter Soldier? Man, I like it. I like it. it's. It's been very like they've been doing a good job building suspense for this last episode yeah. to to really like climax. This this is going to be the end all be all episode. So I I really like that. I like the the especially this last episode with him training and stuff and like working out and working on the boat. Like I like it. I like and, it. and I know this wasn't necessarily intentionality because I don't think Marvel as a property gives two tiddly shits whether people view this as high concept art or art or anything of the sort uh, because a lot of critics just pan comic book based anything because it's comic book based material. I well, think I think this series has done a great job of showing you if you give if you give a comic book property the chance to breathe, you can actually make a very well crafted story that hits concepts uh, issues of race, issues of uh, gender expression, like, that. like all of that's built into the work of Stan Lee, uh, and you don't necessarily get to see that in movies because you only have about two hours to yeah. to hit the big beats. Comic that book is like what thirty issues over 
you know, several years time and, and you compact that entire story into a two hour movie. You give the story. So like, as raving Bob pointed out, you give the story of Isaiah Bradley, which would have just been a, could you imagine that being done in a movie? We would have seen maybe the emotional talk that we got in this, and that is what Isaiah Bradley would have been boiled down to. And we didn't, haven't even really had a lot of Isaiah Bradley in the series, but you've seen enough from him that it's made the story it's of what... I mean, it gives you so much credence to why you should be able to understand the hesitancy Sam has with picking up the shield. You now can go back to episode one and see why Rhodey was kind of like, "Hey, man, I think sure this, about this. I think this is something you should do." But but what Isaiah gives us is a is another perspective and a much stronger voice. And the parallels between Isaiah Bradley and Captain America Steve Rogers are just so unsettlingly <laughs> on top, like so unsettling because. Everything that you can think of that you cheered for Captain America in in the first Avenger are things that got Isaiah Bradley tricked, drugged, thrown in prison. Uh, how do you feel about Wyatt Russell as John Walker? He brought life to the character so much so that people are sending him ridiculous death threats. Dude, it's just like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loved to hate him because he did such a good job of it. And... This guy's no different because I'll be the, one of the first guys to tell you if you go back and watch our takes on this this series from day one, the day they introduced him, before I even got to hear him speak, I hated him just because no. I didn't want him to be the cat, right? And as the story progressed and like he gives some depth to his character, like like he does such a good job of of pulling off. The insane kind of I've I've lost it once I got the super old soldier uh, serum in me like like the looks on his face and it just I, I don't know man he does a good job yeah I, I, I don't I don't think he could have we would feel this much to it if they didn't do like that episode where he was in the locker room of his old high school and he went through all that and you kind of get to more you know get to know him know the human side of him before all this happens, right? Yeah. I think with with uh, Wyatt Russell, listen, you can break this down in terms of wrestling. Because I love using wrestling as any kind of, like, <laughs> depth, you know, determination for anything. There's, when you're creating a heel character, there's very levels of heat or anger that you can elicit from a crowd. And what he has is... Like that nuclear heat, which is what you want if you create a heel or create a villain. You want people to hate your character because you're the heel, you're the villain. Inversely, what you try to stay away from is the go-home heat, where people hate the actor or hate how, like, just hate the person that's doing it. And unfortunately, Wyatt Russell gets some of that, right? But I think the fact that his character and the way he presents it elicits a, a response where you're like, this guy is a bag of shit. I think <laughs> I think is a good sign. And it's not it's not that you think Wyatt Russell is, you think John Walker is John such Walker, right. is That's such right. a crap dude. Like, oh gosh, he's so swarmy. He's lying to Lamar's family and it's just you dislike everything about him. But at the same time, John Walker is pretty much all of us, I think, if 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 we're being honest with ourselves. Because again, oh, this absolutely. this story is about showing us 
however many people you want to drum up with the super soldier serum or give Captain America's costume or give the shield, there was only one Steve Rogers. There seems like there's only one Sam Wilson and everyone else is kind of a reflection of how if you gave me the super soldier serum would be. Would I put on a show and want to be the hero like John Walker? Of course. Would I eventually go morally bankrupt like John Walker? Most definitely. Okay, he's saying and doing all the right things and he's smiling, but it just doesn't feel genuine or there's something yeah. there. There's something not oh. right about him. And then when he ends episode two with the uh, stay the hell out of my way, it's like, okay, all right, okay, the validation for why I'm feeling something's off is there. And then when he starts that one episode trying to hunt down the Flag Smashers and Carly uh, and he holds that guy up to the post and says, do you know who I am? Uh, it's like, okay, yep, that was what it is. He comes off, he's someone that is playing a part. He's playing a part, but at the core of him, there's anger. There's just this angry person that is looking for validation. Uh, yeah, if you remember the combo he had with Lamar prior to his death, they were discussing the irony of being reminded of their worst days whenever they receive war medals. Yeah, and I think yeah. they let you know in this series, here's the bad guys. But then they also introduce concepts of letting you know that, like, there's all these characters that you know are villains or that have this villainy within them. But at the same time, like, what Carly's doing until she started killing or injuring innocent people, like, did you hate what she was doing? Like, you're, you're, they built it in a way that, like, gives you a chance to, okay, listen, I don't agree with what they're doing. And even Sam says this to Carly, right, in episode five. Yeah. Like, listen, I understand what you're doing. I don't agree with the way you're doing it. Uh, and I and I think I think anyone that knows anything or has had any friends uh, that have been involved in the military, you can definitely understand and side with someone coming back from active duty that's having a hard time internalizing this stuff and clearly hasn't had a chance to work out uh, some of whatever's lying within them. And now you dope them up on dopamine by making them the face of America and the face of a military. And then he dopes himself up with with the super soldier serum and not to speak ill of the dead, but technically, you know, Lamar was kind of gassing him up too. And and it's again, yeah. not Lamar's fault. It's just what Lamar's character was designed to do in this story was, <laughs> was, right. was to be a very enabling, uh, conscious to the, uh, the John Walker character, which, so I feel like we kind of went over our John freaking Walker conversation of the day. Yeah. We, we, we pretty much hit that to start this thing out. Uh, let's, then let's do this one. Nope. Hydra's version of Nick Fury, yeah, basically. Let's do this one. Who is the power broker? And in the comics, she actually had a, a romance, a dalliance with Nick Fury. So, I mean, I'd love, hey, let's make that a thing, right? Sharon has to be the power broker. She's too sneaky. Now, Reno, I don't know if you caught this. Maybe you did because it's not like they tried to hide it too much. Um, but later in this episode, when Sharon's talking on the phone, she's mm -hmm. talking to Bartok, uh, the Leaper, uh, or George St. Pierre, for those of you that don't remember his comic book name. Um, yeah. You may not have caught that. You may have just been like, she's talking to someone in French. And granted, there's only been one really French character introduced. One French guy in the entire Marvel but universe. If but if you're like me and watch everything with the captions on... The captions clearly say Bartok. <laughs> just it doesn't try to hide it. It just lets you know hey, that's, that's who it is. this is. No, I, I didn't catch that that was him, but yeah, yeah. And then that's why he shows up. And then he shows up later 
uh, to meet up with the Flag Smashers. So a lot of dot connecting has been has been going with people where they think Jaron Carter is the power yeah, broker. She might be. She might be the power broker then. I, I don't know. I still, I still can't believe it. I, I still can't believe she is the power broker. Marvel yeah. doesn't do this subtly, right? They let yeah. this thing linger, and if they let it linger this long, and we've seen Sharon being sneaky, then it can't be Sharon. Like that, yeah. Marvel doesn't do that. Marvel makes this more convoluted than it has to be at times. I'm still of the. I'm still in support of those that think maybe it's Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, it could very easily be Val, right? Like, it could very easily be Val, uh, because no one's actually seen the Power Broker, and it's assumed to be a man, so it could very easily be Val. Uh, to start off our discussion back in episode one, when we heard the Power Broker, my toss-out was, watch it end up being Zemo. I don't think it is Zemo, but watch it end up being Zemo. Now, <laughs> I have a question for you, Reno, and maybe even you, Raving Bub. Just because it's a theory that has been floated out there, and I'm not saying I agree with it, I am saying that I like elements of it depending on how it's executed. Could Isaiah Bradley be the power broker? I don't think so. I feel like the I feel like what should be the immediate answer is no, right? Now So af after this past episode, I feel more strongly in saying no. So because yeah. I feel like I feel like the whole point of him in this series is is just to give Sam that counter like argument with with being Captain America. Yeah. I feel like that's his purpose. Yes, so I I agree totally. I don't think that is I don't think that's the role you need to have for Isaiah Bradley nor should that be the role of Isaiah Bradley. But to credit of this very small theory that's out there of saying maybe it is Isaiah Bradley is We've been told throughout all five episodes so far that everyone that takes this super soldier serum ends up broken. No one is. No one is Steve Rogers. So I think a lot of people have taken that to say, listen, this is the one person who has tried and probably has the qualities of Steve Rogers, but every chance he exhibited them, he was punished. He was tricked. He was incarcerated. He was experimented on. And that kind of builds a villain, right? Yeah. Now, all that to he, say this. All that to say this. Anger there. All that to say this is I would understand people's frustration if it ends up being Isaiah Bradley. I think we just need to let Isaiah Bradley be what Isaiah Bradley is, and that's someone that is deeply sympathetic to this story and you understand his frustration, but it doesn't mean he's going to end up being a villain. Though I will say, it is a very interesting kind of like, well, if you were going to like pull the rug out from under us, this is the name that you would do, right? More yeah. so than Sharon Carter, because it seems like it is Sharon Carter. Uh, more so than Thaddeus Ross, I guess. Maybe it was Agatha all along again. <laughs> uh, Rooster! Agatha all along again. Who's been messing up everything? Again, the question goes back to who is the power broker, uh, and I, I saw that Raving Bob said something about Zemo. Uh, let's talk about Zemo. I wish him bondage, but I can't agree with his thoughts on super soldiers, except for the ones who truly function as good human beings on the serum like Steve. I would love to see Marvel keep Zemo for a future Thunderbolts. Yes, or make him part of Leviathan, or make him part of a new Hydra. Anything. Anything. I agree. I, so I, I think I think with, 
with him being taken by Wakanda, they pretty much think you're pretty much guaranteed he's not going away. Well, he's just going to go get locked up. Yeah, so in Wakanda. Well, no, they're they need him. They're break out. So they they're not locking him up in Wakanda. If you take them for face value of what they say here, they're taking him to the raft. What military figure have we seen in charge out at the raft? Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, which would then tie into the Thunderbolt speculation. Yes, I do. I do think that Zemo is going to be back. The worst thing they could do is get rid of Zemo. The character, the actor David Brule, all of it's fantastic. I love Zemo. I I petition for Zemo to be the MVP of this series. But let's get to let's get to this where you get like a best friends montage. Where is he? Where <laughs> I feel is like he? You could play the theme song to Full House to this. Yeah, you get it's too it's too heavy to carry. And then well, white <laughs> boy worry, appears, you, bro. And then white boy Summer appears, and <laughs> it's just carrying everything. I do like, and I don't know why. It's just like a very stupid, subtle thing they throw out there. Uh, but when the pipe is leaking here in a couple seconds, uh, and he goes and fix it, and he's like, "Why didn't you use the metal arm?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm right-handed." <laughs> <laughs> I never thought to figure. I've, I've never thought about that, but it's clever. It's a clever little like just random throwaway line. Uh, how dope to see Cap America with wings and Red Wing. Uh, that may be too overpowering. Hey, you never know. But Sam got don't got the serum, so why not? Yeah, I think that's always going to be the thing that they have to try to counterbalance, right? Yeah. I thought so. I thought it At would least be least until he passes it, dude. Bob, you're right. Let's see. Torres, Torres in the comics is Falcon after uh, Sam. Torres does become Falcon too. Granted, in the comics he actually has uh, bird property. He, like he's part bird man. <laughs> so thankfully they're not going to go that route. So thankfully, Falcon. so thankfully they're not going to go Harvey Birdman, att attorney at law, with us. Uh, and they just give him the wings. I like that approach better. Reno, my prediction for episode six, and I love it, and it's not mine. I stole it from someone else that I saw on a TikTok. Could you imagine this? It's a callback to Captain America, the first Avenger, where Bucky starts clapping. There's a group of people around Cap or around Steve Rogers. Bucky starts clapping and say, give it up for Captain America. Could you imagine oh, that yeah. that moment playing out for him to give it up to, to Sam awesome. Wilson? That'd be awesome. Because they have to... I'd get chills if that happened, man. Because they have to... As soon as I saw the video talking about it, I was like, dude, that's so good to not happen. Like, that... There's no way that can't happen. But, yeah. This series has been all about making callbacks, references, uh, and parallels to Captain America moments that we've already seen. That I do think uh, it would not only be poetic, but it's the right decision to have Bucky, even though he's not in the same... Uh, respected role that he was uh, as a respected member of the military in Captain America. Uh, but it, it would be nice uh, to see him, you know, help start the validation that this guy's no longer the Falcon. He is Captain America. And there farts too much? Maybe. Probably. Hopefully. Like All right. Park. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a lot of South Park tie-ins to everything Marvel-related. All right. I tie everything into South Park. All right. We'll be back next week to discuss the final episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldier for hopefully season one. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye.